18, and I'm going to read from verse 10. We're going to read 10 to 17. It says, Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, and he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to walk. Therefore, come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to the waters? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. Mm. Your enemies will be put to shame. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. There are a few things before, you know, I go into the message that I just want to highlight from this scripture. There are lots of lessons that we can learn from scripture. But one thing that I want to emphasize on is that when you are having challenges, it's not the time to run away from church. It's not the time to run away from Jesus. But that's the time to run to Jesus. That is the time that you run to what? To Jesus. Praise the Lord. Number two in this story is that you can never satisfy everybody. You can never, ever satisfy everybody. Jesus was being accused for healing somebody on the Sabbath day. Somebody who had been bound for 18 years. And the Bible says even bent over that she could not even raise herself up. You will think that people will rejoice and be glad to see such a miracle happen. But what happened? They started condemning. So brethren, please note, you can never satisfy everybody. The only person that we should look to satisfy is who? The King of Kings. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. There are times that life deals a hand that we never expect or emphasize. You know, the Bible says that in Isaiah 59, it says, when it comes like a flood. That is how challenges come at times. Like a flood. Unexpected. Instantaneously. 
But I thank God because the Bible also says that when the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of God will do what? Raise a standard. Raise a standard. So that tells me that we should not be fearful. We should not lose our peace. Do you know that we are all empowered? You might want to ask me how. God has given us the power by virtue of his word. His word is a light, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That is what the Bible says in Psalms. And if we take hold of that word, no matter the challenges that are happening, no matter the challenges that are going around, no matter the circumstances, and we can hold on to that word, we are definitely empowered. Because it is his word that will set us free. It is his word that will set us free from every challenge. Praise the Lord. This woman was bound for 18 years. The Bible doesn't mention her name. We don't even know her age. We don't know if it happened since birth or midlife crisis. We don't know when it happened. This is somebody that the Bible described as had infirmities and bent over. Now let me ask you a question. You want to choose a best friend. Somebody who is going to be your associate or your business partner. Is that the person that you're going to choose? So that means that this person didn't, nobody wanted to associate themselves with her because of what is going on in her life. It is my prayer that every negative report or statement that has been made concerning your destiny, the Most High God is eradicating it in the name of Jesus. I don't know what name they have called you. Either it to your face, or behind your back. But it comes to an end today in the name of Jesus. We can see through the drama that was done. There are times that we speak and we don't know that we are hurting somebody. We have to be careful, brethren. Praise the Lord. Many destinies are hunched over. Many destinies. This particular woman... Her, her infirmities can be seen. There are two things going on with her. Infirmities that were never specified, and then the fact that she was bent over like this. Imagine walking all over the place. This is her posture. This is the position. All the time, 24-7. I just want you to picture it, 24-7. And here you are, you are able to stand up straight. You are able to move every hand. You are able to walk, you are able to talk. You are not bent over. Praise the Lord. So you should know that God is worthy to be praised. At all times, brethren. This woman, for 18 good years, was in pain, was in struggle. I don't know the pain you are experiencing. 
Because not all pains are visible. In fact, the invisible ones are the most painful ones. Because the ones that, your open wounds, they will give you a prescription for the dressing. Where's my doctor? That my doctor that acted my physician in the house. Where is she? Praise the Lord. I can't see her. Okay. You know, the physicians will give you a prescription and they will tell the nurses how to dress those wounds. But the internal wounds, nobody can tell anybody how to dress them. It is only God that can heal those wounds. And I don't know what wounds you've come with today, but you are not going back with them in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you that God is always in the business of prospering his children. Thought John 1-2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. God is always in the business of prospering his children. And I believe this is one thing that this woman didn't know because the illness lasted for 18 years. But the day came when she, she, she realized that I cannot continue in this way. I cannot continue in this way. This awareness came upon her. And she decided to position herself in the place where she's going to receive her wholeness. Brethren, where you position yourself is very important. Where you position yourself among your friends, among your colleagues, is very important. Because it can mar you or make you. It can mar you or make you. The question that you could ask is that what has she been doing all these years? Where has she been going? Which physicians has she been seeing for 18 years? What is going on in her life for 18 years? <clears throat> but like I said, she came to a point where enough was enough. She was tired of the valley. And she said, no more. Today, I am. she just happened to be in the right place at the right time. In the synagogue, where Jesus was preaching. And among the multitudes there, because I'm sure she wasn't the only one with an infirmity. But God decided to choose her and favor her and make her whole. Mm. You will be preferred above all. Amen. You will stand out Amen. among the multitude Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. She was picked that you know what? This is your appointed time. This is your time for healing. You are not going back the same way you came into this synagogue. Amen. And Jesus looked at her. I said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmities. You are loosed from your infirmities. Do you know that when the spoken word meets with your destiny, your destiny cannot remain the same. 
When Jesus speaks a word into a destiny, the destiny cannot remain the same. And the enemy has no choice but to oblige. The enemy has no choice but to oblige. In this little drama that was done, my sisters, that would not be your portion. My sisters in red, Amen. you know, that is not your personality by the special grace Amen. of God. But you can see that the enemy does not want to give up. Yes. That is one thing we need to realize as children of God. And that is why we need to put on the armor of the Most High God upon us. The enemy doesn't want to give up. And that's because the enemy knows where God is taking you to. I'm sure this woman's destiny is a great destiny. But Satan had to bound her for 18 years. The Bible says the, 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 the devil goes around like a roaring lion. Looking for who? Looking for who to devour. That is it. So we have to ensure that we are on our guard. And that we are keeping watch. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. It is not time to run away from Jesus. But it's, 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 it's the time to run to him. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.10. That the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are what? Safe. It is the name of the Lord that will save you. Not calling anybody on the phone. Call on Jesus. When I call on Jesus, all things are possible. Call on Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Isaiah 46, 11b. I love this scripture. It says, indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it, and I will also do it. Amen. That is the most high God speaking. The word indeed means reality. For sure, it is going to happen. There is no doubt, no ambiguity about it. So you can imagine when Jesus Christ saw the woman and said, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmities. Those things had no choice but to pack their baggages and leave. Every challenge of your life, of your destiny, is packing their baggages today in the mighty name of Jesus. They are not here to stay, but for past. Amen? Amen. It is going to be in the past. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My sisters, I want to tell you that the enemy does not stop. So we as his daughters, as children of God, we should not stop. We cannot relent. In praying and thank God for a gathering like this, where we come together and encourage one another, not just even by the word alone, but even by the drama, because it ministered a lot. Many of us are going around with unforgiveness. And though that, that alone poses as a hindrance for progress. 
That alone poses as a hindrance for, pro pro for progress. Brethren, there is no perfect individual. Let's give ourselves room to, be, to, 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 to have faults. Yeah. There is no perfect individual. So don't say because this person has done this thing to me, that is it. I'm cutting all ties. There's a demarcation. That is it. But how much more us that we always offend the Most High God? We sin day in and day out. By what we do, by what we say, by our actions towards one another. Isn't that why we always say, Father, forgive our sins. Forgive our trespasses. Because we are also sinners. So if we can receive forgiveness from him, why can't we forgive other people? The Most High God will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Woman thou art loose is a statement of fact. And not just a statement of fact, it was an instruction that couldn't be turned around. It had to be, it had to manifest. It had to manifest. The woman was bound for 18 years. And I'm sure that somehow, somehow, those around her would say, why are you even here? Why did you come to the synagogue? Do you want people to be laughing at you again? Do you want them to make a spectacle of you? But do you know, she came to the right place. The place where she's going to receive her healing. And then she knew that there is nothing difficult for the Most High to do. There's nothing difficult for the Most High to do. Genesis 18, 14 says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you, according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. This word was spoken to Abraham. The man that had been looking, him and his wife looking for a child for many years. But they were reassured that the God that they are serving, there is nothing too difficult for him to do. And God is telling us today that there is no situation that he cannot handle. Your friends may not be able to handle it, but God is able to handle it. God is able to handle it. Quickly, we want to look into what was the woman loosed from? What was she loosed from? And I'm going to mention five things, and then we're going to round up. She was loosed from disfigurement. Mm. She was loosed from disfigurement. Like I said earlier on, her situation was visible. You could see it. It was notable. Everybody knew that this woman had some issue with her body physically. But I'm sure that many people are also having things 
that are not so visible, that has caused disfigurement into their destinies. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Growing up as a young girl, you know, I, when my mother went for youth service back home, when you graduate from university, you go for what is called youth service. You know, just, it's like a community work that you do for your country. So I had to live with one of her friends, you know, and that her friend has two children. And one of them, of course, is a, is a male child. And we were at the same age. So we used to play a lot. And when I talk about play, it's not, you know, the Nintendo or laptop or, you know, the iPads. We didn't have those in those days. We would play outside. And we would play climbing trees, running around. Tente, oh, yeah, that's part of it. You know, but the boys didn't play tente. Praise the Lord. They, they, you know, they said those are girls' play. And this particular day, they, you know, this guy, his name is Shegun. And he asked, okay, he said, Bumi, let's climb the tree. And I could hear his mom calling that, you guys should don't climb the tree because the tree was right in front of their house. And the mom said, don't climb the tree, don't climb the tree. Did you think we listened? No. Typical children. We went ahead and we climbed the tree. And as I was coming down the tree, lo and behold, one of the branches just scratched my face. Praise the Lord. Gave me a big mark. You would think it's a tribal mark. And since then, my face, at least in my mind, was disfigured. And you know, self-image is so important to girls. Especially growing up as a teenager. We're always checking ourselves in the mirror, especially our faces, to make sure that it is beautiful. But I did not feel beautiful. Because every time I looked in the mirror, that was the only thing I could see. That mark. Praise the Lord. But I thank God because when I came to Christ, that was one of my prayer points. That God, I need you to help me with this mark. Of course, there was no need for me to do any surgery. But I wanted to learn how to live with it. I didn't want it to be something that I focused on 24-7. Praise the Lord. And God gave me that ability. That he wiped away that disfigurement. This morning I still checked it. It's there, but it's not noticeable. And that is how God is going to beautify your life. Because everything that is causing you disfigurement, the Most High God is going to erase it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jeremiah 30 verse 17. It says, for I will restore health to you. And heal you of your wounds. 
says the Lord, because they have called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. That is exactly how this woman has been described for 18 years. An outcast. No one wants to associate themselves with her because of what was going on with her. Praise the Lord. But do you know something? There came a day when she met with Jesus and her story changed. There was a turnaround for her. She became an overnight sensation. Her bent over figure now became figure eight. The posture that no man would look at before. By the time God dealt with her and loosed her from every infirmity, I'm sure every man wanted to behold her. So do you know something? That is not only the physical things that make you look ugly. Your, if you have a bad attitude, it makes you look ugly. Attitude is a small thing, but it makes a big difference. You can have an, a, a high IQ and be business oriented. But if you don't have a good attitude, it's not going to get you anywhere. Our attitude is important to the Most High God. If our God could have humility and come as, as Jesus Christ in form of a human being, then where are we getting our pride from? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two, she was loosed from disgrace. Mm. Imagine everybody seeing her, seeing her talking to her. Mm -hmm. You see your friend bent over, bent double, woman of infirmity, all sorts of names that they would have called her. Even personally for herself, to go in the midst of people will take a lot of courage. Imagine the shame that was going on internally in her life. The internal dialogue going on in her brain. Just like those, you know, those actors when they were whispering. That is how the devil whispers negative things into us. But we need to cast them out. She was loosed from disgrace. She could not spend time with her friends or her families. Are you in that situation? The chains are breaking today in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Isaiah 50 verse 7. It says, for the Lord God will help me. The Lord God will help all of us. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. You will not be disgraced. Amen. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint. 
And I know that I will not be what? Ashamed. I will not be ashamed. I will not be ashamed. Wherever I go, I will not be ashamed. And I will not be put to shame. In the mighty name of Jesus. She was loosed from disgrace. Loosed from disgrace. Number three. She was loosed from dismay. You know, it would have been very disheartening for this woman being in the midst of people. And when people are talking, all she can think about is what is going on with her. Anxiety going through her. Do you know that your physical body affects your mental state? I've seen people in pain to the point where the pain is so chronic that it has led them to depression. And not just from depression, then they, they want to commit suicide. Because they could not bear the pain anymore. And I'm sure that is how this woman felt. Because I cannot begin to imagine having other issues, and being bent over. You don't even know what is going on behind you. Unless you turn around. By the time you turn around, you cannot see. Brethren, when we read stories like this, it's, we should sit down and reflect. And say, Father, I thank you. You might be going through challenges, in your life. But I tell you, is it compared to this? None of us is bent over. We are all standing aright. So we have every reason to give thanks unto the Most High God. But this woman was in dismay. She was in dismay. Jeremiah 17, 18 says, Let them be ashamed who persecute me. But do not let me be put to shame. Let them be dismayed. But do not let me be dismayed. Bring on them the day of doom. And destroy them with double destruction. That is going to be the portion of your enemies. Amen. And when I talk about enemies, I'm not even just saying a physical being. Because blood pressure is an enemy. Oh, yes. Why? Because our temple, our bodies is the temple of the Most High God. So everything that does not glorify him, that is causing us discomfort in our bodies, is an enemy. That needs to be destroyed. Every diabetes is an enemy. Every thyroid is an enemy. Whatever the name is, but we serve a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that he is Lord. Praise the living Jesus. What is number one? What is number two? 
And number three? Very good. Clap for yourselves. Number four, she was loosed from discomfort. I just acted out the way this woman would have been moving around. Her posture, her position. Even I'm sure because if I'm looking at it physiologically, her breathing would have been affected. You know, her breathing would have been affected. And of course, we already said it, her mental state, her mental state is affected. The discomfort and the pain. So there are two things that were going on with her, both physically and mentally. Actually more, psychologically, spiritually. But on that faithful day, Jesus loosed her from it. And gave her a testimony. That is how you are going to have a testimony. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Brethren, I want to tell you that we need to hold on to the King of Glory. Hold on tight to Him. Because only He can give you a glorious testimony. Man can only help to an extent. But God is the one that completes and finishes. God is the one that completes and finishes. Matthew 8, 17, it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And bore our sicknesses. You know? Jesus Christ said, woman, enough of this. I am taking this away from you. He now bore her infirmities. He now bore her bent over. That is the compassion and the everlasting love that God has for each and every one of us. He said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. So why do we decide to put everything on ourselves and shoulder it upon ourselves? When he has decided that he wants to take control of it, he wants to take care of it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number five. She was loosed from dormancy. Mm. At that moment, for 18 years, I'm sure this woman could not do anything. She was just stagnant in one position, couldn't move around, could not socialize, just remained in one spot. Nobody wanted to socialize with her because of her ailment. Praise the Lord. There are certain situations that want to keep you on one spot. That don't want you to move. But the God that is able to do the impossible is going to take you from point A to point B. Because the enemy wants you to stay at point A. The enemy doesn't want you to move. 
But by the special grace and the mercy of the Most High God, we are not going to remain on one spot. Amen. We are not going to remain on one spot. Amen. I want to read a story about a man who also had an infirmity for 38 years. In John 5, 5 to 9, it says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no, no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Nobody will take your position. Amen. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. <laughs> the same God over all is rich unto all. The same God over all is rich unto all. That day was the Sabbath day. Where the Jews believed that nothing should happen on that day. But God that does not operate according to man. And does as he pleases. Was able to heal that man. For 38 years. Brethren. Today, everything that stands as an infirmity is being erased in your life. Amen. You are not going home the same in the name of Jesus. Amen. Quickly, I want to share a story before I round up. I had a client who had mobility issues. This was a man, very prominent man became a client of the organization that I work for. And he happened to be on my caseload. And the first time that I met him, his wife described their journey when this illness started in his life. All of a sudden, he wasn't able to move his limbs. He went to bed perfectly but he woke up a different human being. He woke up a different human being. He wasn't able to stand up. They couldn't figure out what exactly was going on with him. He had many tests done, performed, but they couldn't diagnose him with a specific illness. But the day that I entered their home, I sat down, I did the assessment that I needed to do. And you know, of course, we're not allowed to preach about Jesus Christ, you know, while walking. But somehow you tend to throw in some little jives and say, you know, well, there's nothing God can't do. I just said that while doing my assessment. There's nothing God can't do. And I kept on doing my assessment. I said, I've seen the impossible turn around. And the wife was looking at me. 
She was wondering. Later on, she asked me. She said, are you a Christian? I said, yes, I'm a Christian. You see how God opened that door? I said, do you believe that you will walk again? She said, we're Christians. She said, I believe. And the husband said, I believe. I will share a, a short word of prayer. And as I was leaving, this man has never stood up from his chair. Lo and behold, slowly he started rising up from his chair. Myself and this man, we bursted into tears. They are telling us that we, we need to be professional. Professionalism had to go out of the window. Because I saw God at work. It is God at work that makes anything to work. This man stood up from his chair. And slowly, he started walking. Because he wanted to escort me to the door. Brethren, there is nothing God can't do. Let us rise up to our feet. You know, when our Zona coordinator was ministering, he said, who needs to be loosed? He said, who needs to be loosed? And that's, he said, somebody who is dead. You know, situations that are dead needs to be loosed. But my question for us today concerning the woman that we are talking about is why was she loosed? Why was she loosed? And we can find the answer in verse 16 of our scripture, you know, Luke 13, and we can find the answer in verse 16. And I'll read it. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, just think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day, the daughter of Abraham, who has been bound for 18 years. Because these people were complaining, Jesus Christ had to tell them that, think about it. Think about it. And it's because she's the daughter of Abraham. You and I are daughters of Abraham. Because Abraham has a special covenant with the Most High God. There is a covenant of blessing upon the life of Abraham. And when, when there is a covenant of blessing upon the head, it definitely needs to flow down. Abraham was a believer. Abraham was a man of faith. And this woman took a step of faith. Despite her situation, she took a step of faith and said, you know what? At this point, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I need a miracle. And she didn't care what anybody had to say anymore. She didn't care about how she looked anymore. She went into the synagogue because she knew that that is where her healing lied. 
We are daughters of Abraham, brethren. We always sing the song, Abraham's blessings are mine. You are blessed in the morning. You are blessed in the noon time. And you'll be blessed in the evening. So nobody can curse anyone that has been blessed. Because God told Abraham, in blessing, I will bless you. And he said, I will curse those who curse you. So, meaning that the enemy that had held this woman bound. The Bible says Satan bound this woman. Am I not correct? So God had to curse that enemy. God had to place a curse on that infirmity for her to receive a new life. And today God is cursing every infirmity of our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. They are not arising again in the name of Jesus. We sang it today. We are free. We are free. We are free. So everything that is holding us bound, we are free. No more shackles, no more chains. We are free. Praise the Lord. It is important that we know who we are in Christ, brethren. We should not allow situations to scare us. Because situations and circumstances, that is their aim, that is their objective. To paralyze us from what God has planned and proposed for our lives to achieve. Psalm 139 verse 14. That is one of our favorite scriptures, even as a family. It talks about being fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows very well. What I emphasize with my children at all the time, I said nobody can bully you. Because you have a covenant with the Most High God. And it's important because I point to their chest and to their mind. I said, it is important that you know it. The time of ignorance is gone. Praise the Lord. We know better. And we can do better. Even concerning the situations and circumstances that faces us. God will definitely teach us how to handle them. Brethren, we cannot afford to walk in the flesh. You cannot have done it before. I have fought in the flesh. When I felt attacked. And you know what? I lost. Mm, I lost. Until I changed my orientation. Through the grace of God. And I said, you know what? The Bible says, hold your peace. And I will fight for you. You know? That's when I started holding my peace. And I allowed God to fight for me. Hold your peace. And let him do what he alone can do. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Quickly, I want to talk to us about what was she loosed into. You know, she was loosed from certain things. And if you're loosed from certain things, you'll be loosed into certain things. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
you know, she was loosed into dignity. Honor and grace was restored to this woman. After 18 years of oppression and turmoil and pain and discomfort, God decided in just one day, 18 years old, all that vanished. That is somebody's story. In the mighty name of Jesus. It doesn't matter the number of years that this issue has been troubling you. It comes to an end today. In just one second, everything that was troubling her for 18 years disappeared. Grace and honor was restored unto her. She was able to walk up upright and boldly and face all those who have been calling her every negative name and say, come and see, oh, come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous in our eyes. Come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous. Mm. That is going to be your story. And it's going to be my story too. In Jesus' name. You know, it was like Psalm 126 says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. That is going to be our story. Concerning this zone, that is going to be our story. Concerning your individual life, that is going to be your story. In the mighty name of Jesus. God is restoring grace and honor unto you. He is removing shame and disgrace. Thank you, Most High God. You know, the Spirit of God says that somebody is here who's been addicted, I don't know what it is, to certain things for a long time. But God wants to set you free from that addiction. And today you are receiving your freedom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. She was loosed into discernment. Mm. She was loosed into discernment. You know, physical ailment of long continuance, it came to an end when she met with Jesus Christ. You know, the mind is not at peace when you are ill. The mind is not at rest when you are ill. But when Jesus Christ spoke a word into her life, into her destiny, I'm telling you, everything that was causing chaos in her physical and mental body eradicated. God placed the spirit of discernment upon her. And I want to believe that that is what even led her to the synagogue in the first place. Do you know sometimes in, 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 in Yoruba they say that Whew, somebody has to help me to interpret this. You know, iwakuwa Right? You look when you're looking for something, especially something that is lost, you look for it anyhow. You just, you know, you 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 you, you disarrange the place. Ma? Including inside the pot of soup. Including the pot of okay. Depending on what you are looking for. You know, depending on what you are looking for. Praise the Lord. Because this woman had had enough. And she said, you know, today is my day. Oh, yes. Today is my appointed day. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah. 
Mm. The reason why some people are experiencing discomfort is because sometimes the doctors don't even know what is going on. Do you know how many physicians that she would have visited? I know of a lady who has had five surgical procedures. Till date, they're still determining what is going on. But I know the God that I am serving. The living God. The one who did it in the life of this woman. The one who is doing it in our lives today. She is going to testify. And we are going to hear of it in the name of Jesus. But it's such a, you know, it's so painful. It's very painful. When you see somebody going, somebody who is energetic, who is creative, and all of a sudden has been held bound. Because the doctors, nobody can determine the pain. But God can determine the pain. And he can go right to the source. And Father, as I'm speaking right now, I say go to the source of that pain. For your daughter in the name of Jesus. You are setting her free in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Number three, she was loosed into dominion. She was loosed into dominion. It doesn't matter what happens. At, the, at this time, she now has the authority that she requires to live a quality life. The authority to live a quality life. Because the life that she was living before wasn't quality. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, all things are what? Are new. Newness for this woman. Newness for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number four, she was loosed into distinction. Mm. God's desire for his children is for us to shine. The Bible says that we should let our light shine. A city set upon a hill cannot be hidden. You cannot be hidden. You cannot be hidden. You cannot be hidden. The gifts and the talents that God has deposited into your life, it will show forth. Anyone that wants to suppress your destiny, the Lord will uproot them. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are a light that needs to shine. And you will not deem in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Distinction came upon this woman's destiny. People that did not want to associate themselves with her now say, ah, ah, how now? Both men and women. Can you see? You know, brethren, we serve a good God. Honestly, I'm in awe of this God. I'm trusting God for one miracle. And I know that God is going to do it. And one day I'm going to share that testimony. Praise the Lord. Because I've seen God at work. I've seen God at work. You know, when I was pregnant with the twins, Jehovah, talk about, uh, what do you call it? I know they are blessed children, but my physical body experienced lots of challenges. Carrying one is a lot of weight. Talk less of now carrying 
two human beings inside of you. But the one thing that I stood upon was the spoken word of God in my room. It was a fateful Sunday. After I had found out that I was pregnant, by the way, I was not happy about it. The reason why is because I already had three. I was done according to my own dictionary. But God was not done with us. But there I was lying down in my room. And I was crying. I said, God, there are many people that are trusting you for pregnancy. I did not ask you for this. You know, God is a merciful God. It is us. When, when our children speak to us anyhow, we will just give them, you know. But God, oh, he's so merciful. He would just be sitting up there and be laughing and say, if only you knew what I'm about to do in your life. But he told me, as I was crying and wailing and saying, another pregnancy. Eh? What will people say? Baby machine. Praise the Lord. He said, I am going to bless your family with twins. I'm going to bless your family with twins. Three times. I looked around the room. I did not see anybody. I did not see anybody. And I said, just, I remembered Muriel when the angel appeared unto her. Mary, you've been favored though. You are going to carry the mother of Jesus. And she accepted. So I said, I accept. With, I would say, half faith. Because I really didn't know whether I was carrying twins or not. I just knew I was pregnant. This happened on a Sunday. On the Tuesday, because I was bleeding a lot, the doctor had to send me for an ultrasound to make sure that the pregnancy was okay. As the ultrasound uh, uh, technologist was looking at you know, the screen, all of a sudden, you know they are not supposed to disclose anything during the ultrasound. But God that wanted to show himself strong, she said, my dear, there's nothing wrong with your babies. Your babies are, I said, what? I said, repeat that again. She said, yeah. She said, you are carrying twins. And I looked up to the sky. I said, God, you said it and you did it. I don't know if those twins were actually done on that Sunday when God was speaking to me. Or it was, you know, when, you know, praise the Lord. But when he says it, he does it. And he has said we are free and we are free indeed. In the mighty name of Jesus. That is why Isaiah 46 verse 11b is so dear to my heart. He said, indeed, I have spoken it. And I will bring it to pass. I have proposed it. And I will also do it. So I don't know what God has told you. The spoken word he has given to you. The vision that he has given to you. Do not lose your faith. Because I tell you that. When you receive it. That is when the enemy is going to now start war. Praise the Lord. Because when I received it, and after it was confirmed, oh, the battle just began throughout the pregnancy. For good six months, 
I was sitting upright in the bed. I could not lie down to sleep. I could not breathe. My legs were swollen. My, my palpitations left, right, and center. I went to the respirologist, the cardiologist, every gist you can think of us. I went to them just for them to know what is going on. Praise the Lord. But I held on to the word of God. And God also gave me a song. The voice of truth. If you can remember before, you know, we started breaking into zones. Our first Zona Women's Conference was the voice of truth. That was because of that. Praise the Lord. The voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, do not be afraid. So please do not hear the whispers of the enemy. They will come, but you have to silence it. Praise the Lord. What is number one? She was loosed into what? Number two. Number three. Number four. And number five, discovery. She discovered Jesus and came about a recovery for her life and for her destiny. You are covering everything you have lost in the name of Jesus. You are recovering everything you have lost in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good.